it, it wouldn't work. <laughs> I don't know if it was bugged out. If I wasn't, if I wasn't talking to or reading the sign from the right angle, mm -hmm. I tried it on my mount. I tried it off my mount. I tried several houses. I tried several nodes. Maybe they just had it t disabled every time I tried and I happened to have enough money finally yeah. to go try to buy a house, but I was never able to buy one. Uh, I, I, people in my guild had bought houses. I went and hung out in their houses. It was cool. You know, we had drinks, we knocked back a few and hey. told tall tales and it, it was good times. And then siege started and everybody died. So <laughs> Rip. I think it was mostly just a placeholder system <laughs> right now. Like everything else, it yeah. felt very basic. Like here's a house, here's a signpost, pay money to signpost by get keys for house. Obviously apartments didn't work. You'd pay money, talk to NPC, pay money, give you key, key opens nothing. Uh, so <laughs> apartments, they, they were there. I'm air coding for those. Are the keys. <laughs> um, but, but that, that was about it. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. Man. The, the, the very homeless problem was almost as bad as here in my my town where I live right now. Uh -huh. The landscape of Wilderness was titanic, and the Pathfinder felt as if he was home. It wasn't because of the fellow Pathfinders around him. It was something in the presence he experienced. In this moment, it was in the breeze and in every breath of fresh air. His curiosity led him to think of his oath to the gods, and he felt sure it was their presence that he felt. He, like his companions, was unwavering, as they all had a path to follow. And in this moment of solace, he felt confident for the trials ahead. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Everybody, let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back Half Tilt, man. Hello, hello. It's good to be back. Hey, it's good to see you again, dude. We missed you last week. Um, we Yo, also... That was a crazy show. I caught it on YouTube. <laughs> dude, you I'm sad I wasn't there. I know, right? That was good. Dude, I was like, I was actually, and I, no lie, we, none of us actually knew. Like, I was like, I'm going to go on an honor system here. I'm going to trust this is going to be, you know, not going to get me in trouble. And and so we like rolled with it. And it was all a hundred percent like just unknown to me, and it was actually great. Um, so shout out to Ten Man for doing that. Um, I definitely plan on putting something together around that uh, here in the future. Now that we're all gonna have a little bit more time coming up, which we'll talk about soon. I say that like that's true, and for me, it's probably not. But we'll we'll talk about it all a bit more in just a minute, everybody. Before we dig in too far, we want to give another shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Now, we don't have any reviews to read, but you can go over to iTunes. And if you're like, well, where's that at? You can go to at Ashes Pathfinder, which is our show. Twitter and pinned to the top are the links to all of the places you can listen to the podcast, view the podcast. Um, and right there's a link for iTunes. If you go there, you leave us a five star review, it'd be greatly appreciated. If you haven't done it yet, it would help so much. And if you leave a comment, we'll read it on the show. 
Um, speaking of something we can bring to the show, if you call in and leave us a message, we haven't had one in a while, but one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. You can leave us a voicemail there, and we will play it on the show. Um, you can leave some mail for our Pathfinder grunt to get to us over ashespathfinders at gmail.com. And uh, we do have some things to talk about today. Um, welcome into all of our friends here in chat who catch us live. Um, sometimes we show things visually. So if you, uh, I don't know, if you find yourself listening and you're going, wait, what? <clears throat> just catch us live. Because sometimes you just don't get, you can't get the visual in the audio, right? It's impossible. So um, with that being said, we are going to go ahead and dig in and get started. I have got to say, I've got a personal announcement and a community announcement, something I'm really proud of I wanted to share. So last week, I made Twitch Partner, which was a pretty big day for me and unexpected because I just rode ahead and path and just kind of don't look back. So that was great. Got tons of love from tons of people in the community, and I was overwhelmed with it. So thank you, everybody who supported me along the way, um, both on this show, uh, all, all the things, man, just everything, both my Guild Virtue, the Ashes fam. Um, I'm going to actually create an emote for Ashes fam and have it on the channel as kind of a partial way of saying thank you because I have tons of emote slots now, which is great. Um, yeah, also, it was perfectly timed because last Tuesday was the day I was gifting and funding someone to get into Alpha 1, right? moving forward the adventure pre-order packs went were there until the 13th and so um you know it was like basically like well let's we're gonna try to get somebody in we had a giveaway going and so last tuesday was the day that we we did that right we we i funded someone's alpha one pre-order pack and it was actually one of my mods who won and it was one of my mods who has actually been here like like hardcore dedicated almost every single stream like barely missed anything in a year and a half like hardcore moderator right so it couldn't have gone to a better person in the community right um if it was like in a perfect world where you go i really wish it went to somebody that was super invested in this community as a whole it it did and it was like just felt really good um in that situation just felt really good to see all the people that also were there hoping to get it that were super supportive of the person who won, right? There were literally no hard feelings. It was a lot of love and chat. It was a great time, nothing but good vibes. So seriously, shout out to everybody uh, that was here for that because it was just a really, really good time. And it was the day that I made partner. So it was like perfect timing. But here's a little bit of a downside for me on the whole partner thing. I said a long time ago, originally I was like, I'll shave my beard. And then, you know, met Mel, right? got a gauge. She loves beards. I got a badass beard. She's like, uh, uh, honey, no. And so I'm like, okay, my life. I understand that. <laughs> She's like anything, I, almost yeah. anything else, but no. And I was like, okay, fair. Also, I'm a little scared because I haven't seen what's under there in a long time since like the army days. So it was like we had this conversation months and months. It was like into last year. I was like, all right, y'all, we I'm gonna retract this, right? Early this uh year or whatever. I was like, we're gonna retract this. How how about like we come up with some ideas? And the, the predominant idea that was seemed to be winning was diet pink, diet purple, diet this, diet that. I mean, diet black's an option too, right? We could do that. <laughs> we could do that. We could diet black. That'd work fine. That's a trap. Dude. <laughs> Don't do that, dude. Don't sabotage my possibilities here. 
Okay. Anyway, the point, friends, is much love to all of y'all. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it legit, right? We got a 24 hour live stream coming up too, because that was also promised. So I believe the 24 hour live stream is going to actually be on the 27th. It's when I've decided I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it on that Friday and I'm gonna go. I'm not sure what time I'm gonna start, but we're gonna go through uh through a whole 24 hours because I promised the community I would do it. I said if I hit partner, I'll do it. And I'm a man of my word, I'm doing it. I'm doing it, I'm dying the beard. People today. If they're here, are gonna after this podcast going to be able to when I'm doing the last hours of Ashes Alpha One, which by the way is happening as we speak. There's a few hours left, and friends, this is this is the countdown, the final countdown to the end of Alpha One is coming up. I've got some reflections on this. That I'm excited to talk about right now. Um, so anyway, if you want to decide the fate of my beard in the uh in the next couple of weeks and, and, and how it's going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bleach it. I'm going to legit diet. I know promises the day after that 24 hour live stream that I won't diet back, but you can hope that I don't. So here's <laughs> okay. Friends. I feel like that tarnishes. No, the whole point. If no, you diet back, don't yeah, there needs I mean, to be a period. Is, is, is there a commitment issues here or? I never promised anything more than dying it. Don't you do this to me, you two? You two? You I think there needs to be a, a period of okay, like Okay, we'll know, talk about morning. it later. Like a week. Oh no, dude. A week. What a week. Maybe maybe two. What? You wanna do two weeks? No. I got white in this beard. This stuff's gonna grow out, and then I gotta like. Dude, I've had white in this beard for longer than you've had. I'm looking for. I'm look not not. I'm looking for good reasons that this is not the way and the path of the light. Okay, look into look into my bald head, friends. Right, let this reflect your souls, and then choose wisely soon. Okay, that's all I've got to say. Are we are we talking like one solid color here, or can we oh, vote no, for like dude. you know half half is red to show your 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 dark side, and half is like just like a really light yellow or something to show the walk in the light side? Like mm, I'm gonna advocate for a little with some orange. He needs to like orange frost tips his his beard there at the bottom. Singe tips, singe tips. There Burnt we go. Well, if he doesn't get the bleaching right, it'll look like that anyway. Dude. <laughs> Shit. It's true. I have no idea. Dude, I, I, it, it honors me that people think I'm that skilled. Like I slap that stuff on diet, wash it off and I'm good. Like I, there's not a lot of, you know, it's, I don't know. Look, I'm just going to just pause there. Okay. Everybody. And, and we're just going to do this. All right. Here's, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to advocate for the people that don't want to hear this stuff and we're going to move on. All right, cool. So with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, Let's talk about, let's talk about Alpha One. I'm just going to throw this out there, okay? And I present this to all the people here, all the people that are going to be listening later. Um, big takeaways so far, whether you've watched streams, whether you've played it, whether you've streamed it, performance, visuals, uh, you know, systems, whatever. Feedback, and we'll just we'll start with the the guys here, right? The the gentlemen here on the show, and either one of you jump on in. B biggest takeaways so far. Stability was good. I mean, I I can literally 
I had one crash to desktop the entire month I tested. And I played pretty significant amount of time yeah. just leveling up a couple of characters. And I would say the stability was good. Like even in the siege situation, um, you know, for sure, um, that was a lot more stable than I expected. Yeah. FPS wasn't like, you know, what I remembered when I used to do realm versus realm in dark age of Camelot, where oh, you just funny. be like, tick, tick, tick along the way when you had a bunch of like people casting spells, but now extremely smooth. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I just, I think it was successful for what it was, which was a technical test. Yes. I think they, they definitely hit the mark in my opinion. I mean, yes, there was bugs and, you know, that sucks that there's bugs, but it's better that they have bugs now um, than later. Um, and then the only other takeaway was, you know, also like kind of a bummer moment when they were DDoS, uh, but they bounced back, you know, within a week. So also good news, you know, on their reaction time. But those were kind of my big things um, in terms of takeaways. Right on. Tell I, I think reaction time throughout the the entire Alpha One is probably one of my biggest takeaways with just how quickly that yeah they responded to the DDoS attacks, um, but also with just addressing and implementing improvements to the client perpetually throughout the test. Mm. That that performance when we first jumped in, like I I have I only started testing when they put the packs up for sale. I, di I didn't have access prior to that. But even just in that small window between then and now, there has been a lot of improvement in the performance, uh, noticed heavily in sieges especially. And I think it's gotten a lot better. There's still work to be done there, but there's no way they haven't got the data that they need at this point. There's, there's nothing new, I think, that we're going to pr produce for them at this point. So I I've been really happy with their responsiveness to that, the responsiveness to addressing concerns from the community, the auto attacks, the, you know, the fireball casting that was a ways back and stemmed more from mm. uh, the live stream than, than testing. But still, their, their willingness to just adopt and really embody the open development process that they created for themselves. It's there. It, it wasn't just a, a, a glamor word to bring, to put eyes on the game. They're, they're doing exactly what that development process would, uh, would, would bring on. So I've been, that, that's been one of my biggest takeaways and, you know, for an alpha one test where, as you said, we're, we're, we're looking at the technical mechanical aspects of the game. I think we're in a really good position right now. We still have an alpha two coming up. Okay. They like, we still have elf. We're still in alpha testing mm. for the foreseeable mm. future. Yeah. Um, that's not going away. Yeah. We just, we've got part of the core systems down. Now there's going to be more systems integrated into those. And mm -hmm. we're going to touch base on some of these things that are coming up here in the show. Mm -hmm. But I, I've been very impressed with performance where it's at. And then you look at beyond that. Sure, they said it's not going to be a content test, but guys, there was content. There, there was. was raid bosses. There was dungeons. Yeah, there, there was, was castle sieges. There was open world content. There is, you know, PVP was turned off for the most part because they, they don't want to deal with griefers when they're trying to capture data. It's counterintuitive to the process. But PVP will be coming on, I expect, in Alpha 2 for the large part because we're going to be testing the corruption system. That's going to be a huge thing that has to get tested. And that's to me, is a foundational mechanic. Right. But there's been a lot of content. The graphics, the visuals, they're better than a lot of games. The community feedback when the NDA got lifted, this looks better than a lot of games that are full release. 
So that what what does that say for the future? Where where are we going to wind up come beta testing, come full release? If a lot of these things are being worked on simultaneously to the foundational mechanics in the background, I think we're going to be looking at a really good process moving forward. And those are my takeaways. Nice, dude. I am. I'm going to say one thing I'm like really pleased by, right? Is that, you know, early, early, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, right? We've, we've been talking about it. Like we really hope like the predominant like thought and like reflection from a lot of us is hoping as we get towards the end that they really just start throwing people together in one place, boosting them, slamming them in there and doing like castle sieges and really kind of pushing some of those things. And they've been doing that. This basically this past, like, you know, this whole past week. Now, unfortunately, I got in on Thursday, Friday, my power was out, so I couldn't actually do what I planned to do. Yesterday is an off day, so today we're going to jump in again. But Thursday, I did play the Castle Sieges. They threw everybody on the little nest server, and we all jumped in there and stuff. It wasn't a massive, I mean, it was like 50-ish, it's about 50, 50, 50, um, you know, and it, it was good, man. It actually performed really well. It performed... Uh, leaps and bounds better than it did that weekend of the July oh, July 9th through the 11th that weekend when we tested it because I did a stream and I was streaming it and there was a lot of people there and it was just like super choppy and stuff and like falling through the world and stuff none of those issues were there there was a few spots where there was like a little little bit of a spurt here and there you know like a little bit of a, a lag spike that you get out of nowhere but it was pretty brief for the most part and, um, you know, I think the consensus for most of the people that were hanging out with me at the time was like, this is, this is like so nice compared to before it looks really polished compared to before. It looks like they put a lot of work in on it. I was reflecting on that. I was super excited about it. And, um, you know, my, I, th I would say like, I didn't really voice and express, uh, too loudly my actual concern from that weekend, but I'm going to be completely like transparent here and i I'm, I'm i'm honest anyway right but there's a difference between like kind of sharing like concerns when you've got a whole month or so to actually like see how things go but my main concern was like it's a technical alpha obviously technical alpha means what testing things like server performance and that was like one of the big things was like having a lot of people in a place at the same time and, you know, when you got people falling through the world or you got like a lot of choppiness or it's really tough to like see. And I mean, I actually got nauseous a bit because it was like choppy like that at that first weekend. And I'll tell you guys, it felt so it was a night and day difference for me. It was a night and day difference for me in terms of like how it felt to like, you know, ride your mount or to engage in combat. Um, where it had been very choppy before it was much smooth, much smoother and felt just much more polished. I mean, it still felt alpha, but compared to that first weekend and my concerns were if we don't get, if there's not enough people testing this particular fishbowl that they need to test for castle sieges, my worry was that maybe we get to where we're at right now and there isn't enough testing enough people that are doing it to actually get some, you know, get the feedback they need to make sure that it is resolved or worked on a lot more. And they clearly did that. And so the main concern that I actually had was, was around that. And it seems like they've, they've handled it. So if I'm going to be real straightforward on this 
every box I could have checked, I can confidently, confidently say they checked them all and have made the gains that I would have hoped as a just community member and gamer and consumer that they would have had resolved. And they, the added bonus was they were like, yeah, let's go ahead and flip this whole, you know, this weapon swings and the action combat, like versus the root motion and all that, that they've been working on that, that toggle to actually play that and do that differently. Ah, oh, it feels so much better, man. Like it, it doesn't feel like where I know it needs to, in my opinion, needs to be for me to be really happy with it. But the fluidity is a much bigger step in the right direction for me as a, as a player. Um, that to me is like, I honestly couldn't be happier because the things that I would have the biggest concerns about that I've had the biggest concern about in other games I've played, for example, the Elder Scrolls Online. Combat feels really jacked up sometimes. It's been a plaguing problem, right? The server performance feels really jacked up sometimes. It's been a plaguing problem. So for me, these are very sensitive ones that I'm like, I always worry about for a game of development that you want to really uh, feel confident that long-term you're going to be able to play and not have that plaguing problem potentially be there. So this to me was just like, yeah, it felt great. It really did. Um, content wise, it wasn't content alpha. Um, did have a lot of fun doing raid bosses, uh, running around with people in the community. Hell, I even got to run around with some people that hang out here on the show that I've never played games with. You know, like Magisto was one of them. And there were a handful of other people I've never played with before. K-Man, there was a bunch of people that were here. Uh, some members of uh, Fothic from like Lords of uh, Duneheim or whatever. And there's a bunch of different people that we played with. I played with Virtue members. Um, didn't really have the plan of like really jumping in there and trying to like, you know, go hardcore with it, even with my own guild, because that to me wasn't really, you know, didn't feel like a good focal point. Uh, for me or even for us as a, as a guild, but we, we definitely had a lot of members that were just consuming it. They were like gathering a lot of data on crafting and the main story quest. And, um, yeah, they did some great work. You know, they, they also did some great work that contributed to the greater Ashes community because I took some of those documents that they did and I do them on asheshq.com to be shared, you know, with their consent with, uh, with the greater Ashes fam. So, you know, felt really good, you know, felt, had good vibes, had some really generous people um, all around. If this was a taste of what the game is going to be like at launch and what the community is going to be like at launch, feels good, man. Feels good. That's my biggest takeaway. Okay. What's that leave us with then? We're all pretty happy. Right? We're all pretty happy. What does that leave us? Is that our show? Is that it? I mean, is that where we end it? Or no, man. Because we still got criticisms, right? Constructive criticisms. Like there's definitely things that we could be working on that they could work on. Um, those are our big takeaways. Um, I did talk about the siege performance a bit. Um, we do have a dev discussion to talk about in a little bit too, which is going to be kind of fun. But um, thoughts on PvP in its current state? Um, jump in on whatever whatever positive negatives you want to point out on that, but go. Um, I don't know. I don't know that it's fair to judge it right now because it's pretty much yeah. you know the initial system i mean it's either on or off there's no corruption right there's no like controls right you can get attacked in towns which i expect they're going to resolve um at, you know yeah. at some point in the future um but overall i mean i think you know that felt you know pretty successful i mean uh, 
I, I'm not going to, you know, comment on balance or anything yeah. like that. Cause that's, it is what it is. I mean, there was definitely, and I don't want to say by design, it's not really by design, but the, whatever rudimentary system they set up, you had the haves and the have not. So there was definitely a, a gear check and, and that, um, added a layer on to, you know, people's experience testing. But overall, I mean, I think it was a pretty fun experience. I mean, if I can just look at Siege as an example of how the encounters would go, that was a lot of fun. I mean, even like in a losing battle, um, I felt that it was fun uh, and and definitely need some work. But as an early iteration, it was much more stable than every other alpha that I've ever experienced with that amount of people in it. Um, the most recent siege they did was probably a little over 100 people at any given point, And it was running pretty smooth, like just a little bit of jank here and there. But with all the spell effects and everything that was happening with the siege weapons um it was really really stable um and you know you definitely um can get a taste of what it's going to be like in the future i think a lot of community members um commented in chat is like this is fun now i can't wait to see all the classes in there because mm -hmm. you you pretty much have your range dps your heels and your tank and that's it right um but having like CC and having some other things where, you know, can really turn the tide, uh, force multipliers like go bard. Um, you know, I would, uh, I would love to see that in the future, but I would say PVP for me, I mean, it, for what it was again, um, I, I thought it was, it was good data. You definitely had some bad actors and in the future they'll have corruption to deal with. But, uh, overall I think it was a, a pretty good, um, you know, way to get data. And we talked about, um, you know, the, um, some of the boosting the team has done, um, yeah. being able to do that. I think they also today, um, in one of the sieges, knowing that there was a large number of boosted folks that didn't necessarily have the gear that the defender side had, they, you know, intrepid joined the attackers and helped them turn the tide, which was actually pretty fun. It ended up being a very close siege. Um, at the end, down to the last couple of minutes. So nice. um, I think good on them for for taking that feedback um, and planning for that, because I think that was a really positive thing and a good way to get a lot of people engaged. Absolutely. So outside of Siege, I've only had, I think, like one interaction of PvP in the world. That was the first day that I logged into the Alpha One client, um, my, my level one self, ran into town from the starting point, talked to Sergeant Landry, came running back to talk to somebody else to grab a quest because I'm just exploring. I don't know what NPCs are giving quests. Everybody's names are flashing and whether or not they had something to give. I'm just exploring. All of a sudden, this character named Wood comes running up and starts attacking me. Not, not the guild, character name. Comes up, starts attacking me. I'm like, all right, well, I've got my auto attack. Cool, let's swing back. So we danced around, we jumped in circles, we swung at each other, and eventually I fell over, as to be expected. Now, that was interesting. Like, okay, that happened in town. I wound up with like a third or quarter of my health bar or experience bar and experience debt. I'm like, that's a great way to start. Basically, may as well just re-roll at that point. 
And that was the end of that. So yeah, I hope in the future there's at least guard. I, th I think there's talk or plans to have guards in town. Like you will be able to kill people in town, but if you do that, it's going to be like, hey, no, you you committed murder. You're a bad guy now. <laughs> you're going to jail, mother. Anyways, um, from from there, I see. Siege has been my really only other PvP. Now, obviously, it is an absolute shit show when you get the the group battles going on, especially in a choke point like a doorway, and there's just AOE going everywhere. Tanks are trying to pull everybody from the front lines into the AOE to take damage. Clerics are laying down all their AOE heals mm -hmm. on top of the damage to try to keep people alive, and it's just it's just a mess, and it's a blast. It, it is it, it's a lot of fun. Now. I was fortunate enough to actually be able to engage in a couple more one-on-one, -on -one. not formal, but it's just like, hey, you're running by. I'm going to go out of my way to try to fight you and stop you from trying to sneak around the back. You sneaky, sneaky, sneaky Tom there. Anyways, uh, so so I'd go and engage them in some one-on-one. -on -one and, you know, class balance and stuff like that aside, it it felt pretty good for an alpha one. There was definitely has been some uh, collision and lockup mechanic issues that have been there that, you know, like the tanks onslaught when you charged in and then you would be stuck in the middle, the center of your target until you jumped and then you would release yourself and you get control again. Um, I, I noticed some weird collision things going on like that with several other skills as well. Yes, I've reported. Um, but aside from that, you know, like it, it felt fun and it felt meaningful um on the battlefield like you, there was always a purpose a reason to engage in combat with somebody and i think that's a big thing it wasn't just you know yeah. we're not just out there killing for sport for the sake of doing it there there's reason there's method to your madness meaningful. so that was enjoyable um you know when we i i am really excited to see what caravans and these types of things are gonna bring to the table when you have a little bit less of a structured PVP environment, but still something that is formal PVP outside of the corruption system and just the general open world stuff. I mean, right now, yeah, there's bad actors in the game, but I welcome them because they're, I would rather see those bad actors now, and that's going to expose any potential flaws in the system so that we can root them out now. And in the end, it's an alpha, all our, their character and mine, they're, they're going to get wiped yeah. and deleted anyway. So yeah. You know, it, it in the end, it doesn't really matter. Well, I don't know. Alpha 2 is apparently supposed to be a persistent server. So <laughs> maybe it won't all get wiped. We'll see. But yeah, you know, I, I was happy to see that there was, you know, a gear factor involved in the game. I know they said, I think it, it's supposed to be like a 50% of your character's power roughly is supposed to come from the gear. So it was nice to see that, yeah, it, people that have taken the time to farm and earn higher level, higher tiered gear are going to have a bit of a, an advantage in, in a survival situation like that and, and not be as squishy. Um, so, you know, it's, it's nice to see those things at a fundamental level for mm -hmm. an alpha test in game, but mechanic wise, I definitely think things can be a little bit smoother, a little bit crisper and a little bit more responsive. Um, the auto attack change that they made recently to give us the option between the root motion and the free form uh, I was really happy that they included it as the toggle so that you could actively compare yeah. the two. For, I, and I hope that is something that they that they keep introducing throughout testing when it, when it's like, hey, here here you can do it this A, you can do it with B, or you can do it with C. Try, the, try out the different ones and let us know your feedback on each ones. I think that is very, very valuable when they're trying to uh, 
finalizing iteration of a system. Um, obviously for core mechanics, they have a vision on how things are done. So we're going to play within their parameters as to be expected. But I, I thought that that was a great, great way to put that in there as a point of comparison, because then you can't forget what it felt like before. You can just toggle back and try again, try it the other way again. So that was a big one for me. Um, and the free form obviously was great when it came to, uh, to PVP. So. Yeah. So I, uh, with the combat, you know, I kind of do agree with, with, with both of you, you know, this, um, th this is something that they've made multiple statements on over the past. I don't even know how long now. I mean, it's countless for me on how many months it's been, but they've, continued to always reiterate that combat is not in a state that you can expect to be really truly representative of launch because we haven't even, we haven't even talked about the augmentation system right we're talking about fluidity in combat we're talking about you know motion and the weightedness of attacks and things like that and the animations and you know how the cast times look and all that kind of, all that stuff right that just makes it feel comfortable good whatever it is for you whether you like it, you love it, you hate it, whatever the case might be, their goal is to try a lot of different things that could tie into the design plan for a combat system. Now, I've actually heard, I was watching um, the Golden Feather, right? The other, another podcast in the Ashes Creation community, right? And they were talking about how, um, you know, some, some people in the community are saying that they should just dump the action combat stuff. They should just go for tab target only. And I'm like, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because part of the vision and, and their goal is to create a, and, and this ties into the augmentation system too. So it's kind of like, to me, that perspective, that sentiment is like, I want it here now. I want it here faster. I don't, I'm not willing to, to wait and allow them to make the investment of time that it might require to potentially deliver upon this, you know, goal that they've got that they've continued to persistently focus on being a goal for a long time. Have they, have they talked about, yeah, if, if it, for some reason we can't make it work, we'll go to potentially like some other system of like just tap target. Yeah. But at this point to be saying in a state where they are, have consistently reflected that we are still in the very early stages of testing this out. We have a lot of different things we want to try out before we decide on our approach to doing this, if they're in the pro, if that has been the place they have consistently said they are going to be, and that that place, and in terms of a timeline of where they say that's the space they're working out of, and that's their goal, that goal has been along this entire time. That goal has not come to an end. They have not passed that goal. They have not, you know, gone far beyond this timetable that they're working out of per them for many, many months, probably years at this point, actually, if we're being really honest about it. They've consistently said, we're focusing on testing all these other things. Combat comes to this point. In the meantime, we want to essentially dabble with different things that we want to try to see how it feels, to see how people reflect that. They need that feedback, as they've always said, right? And I'm not white knighting anything here. I'm just saying that sentiment, it is a flawed sentiment in my mind. Because to me, that reflects uh, potentially very hasty behavior and, and desire for the game to launch. Right, because you want it now, and you, you kind of maybe want it your way. I want it my way, and this is that entitled gamer thing that I kind of worry about. And this is what I think a, a lot of that is. Now, people may not agree with me, but I've I've always said this. I've always said you got to temper your expectations, 
right? And that people have an expectation. Sometimes I think uh, creator and non-creator alike of for whatever reasons that is that they want it maybe a certain way. They have a vision of the way it's going to be. And I think it's important to temper those expectations and try to make those expectations as closely as we can as human beings who are flawed, that are going to have biases and going to have potentially unrealistic expectations, try to temper those expectations as best we can and try to align that with what they're actually saying they're planning to deliver. And right now they haven't passed a delivery deadline on testing these things for combat. So I'm sorry. It's, it's something I had to bring up because it seems to be something a lot of people have been talking about lately and I've got to chime in on it because that's what we do. We talk about community discussions and things people talk about in the community. And I don't agree with that. Like maybe that's a conversation to have if they've tried a lot of things, the game gets further in development and now they're going, um, we, you know, and people are clearly going, y'all still haven't figured it out. You're still, it, it isn't there yet. And we are to augmentation. If we get to that point, then probably revisit the conversation. If we're getting closer to launch and it still doesn't feel good or right or whatever, sure, then maybe then. But now, like, a time to be talking about they should just go tab target and, and launch it. You know how many people that's going to, that would actually upset? That's a big part of your potential player base, too, who actually want to play an action-oriented combat system predominantly. They want to focus on more of, a, of an action combat orientation. And there's a big part of the population that also want to focus on a tap target oriented combat system, right? And the augmentation system, I think, is going to help to bridge the gap between the two. And right now we're just toggling between the two different styles. So to kind of view that as like something that doesn't work when it's something they're not even actually presenting as workable in their eyes yet, eh, it doesn't work for me. So I had to chime in on that. It, it feels like it's largely a placeholder thing right now. Does. And, you know, I, I, I agree with you, but I also want to throw a little bit of devil's advocacy out there. Sure. I think there, there's two, in my mind, there's two big players that are advocating to just nix the system right now. It's A, tab target's the only type of game that I like to play, so you may as well just only bring that in because that's all I care about. Fine, you're entitled to your opinion. I will yeah, sure. agree to disagree with you on that. The other one, I think, are people that are concerned that they're going to spend too much time, money, and resources, like uh, work, work hours, on trying to develop a system that is eventually going to get nixed. So why not just bite the bullet now and, and cut it out now and focus those efforts on meaningful things? Mm -hmm. I, I, I get that. I do understand where you're coming from. Absolutely. But this, this is called investment. This is called gambling uh, to, to an extent and, and, and where, where the reward is worth the risk. And here's the thing. They wouldn't try to do it if they didn't think if they thought that it would negatively impact any other aspect of the game in terms of delivering it as a finished product. They wouldn't do that. They're smarter than that. So I, I think that argument could go away. And I agree there will hit a point where diminishing returns will kick in. And it's like, okay, you guys are really just kind of beating a dead horse here. It's time to bury it. You're done. And, and, and I don't think we're there yet. The free flow, like I've already seen a big improvements. I, up until recently, hated the action combat field in the Alpha 1. 
I found that when I zoomed in close to my character, instead of playing fully zoomed out where I normally play, it felt better. The control of action mode felt better, but it still wasn't good. Then they implemented the combat change with auto attacks. Now you have free flow. All of a sudden, I'm preferring to run around with my tank anyway, in action mode. I'm still zoomed in fairly close, which annoys me because now I lose a lot of my field of vision. And when I'm zoomed out, it does still feel clunky. And targeting does feel weird when you hover, when you can still tab target something, but you can also then hover over something and it doesn't necessarily adopt your target over properly. So, you know, but it's a placeholder now, guys. Give it some time. Give your constructive feedback and criticisms on it so that they can, when, when they have a less placeholder, more, hey, we actually feel like this is a good starting point to start testing and iterating on, share your feedback so that the, that process gets smoother and gets closer to a place where it can be. Because we've all played good action combat games, I'm sure, mm-hmm. at this point. We know it's it's feasible. They can do it. Yeah. It's it, It's been done. They can do it. Yeah, great models out so, there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one other comment I'll make too, um, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, Sim, was, I mean, we got to give them time to work out their vision, right? At the end of the day, the vision is what brought a lot of people to the Ashes community. And we got to give them time to work that through. Um, And I know the team has been pretty communicative on, hey, this is where we are. This is what this test is all about. This is where it is in terms of the design process. Yes, we want feedback, but it's not fine. Right? And and I feel like the same individuals that are pushing to just make a choice, you know, are impatient. They want the game out, right? But also, I think it's, you know, a matter of preference, too. I mean, I'm sure it's the same camp that says, hey, we should have PVE-only servers. Wait, what? No, it's not the, yeah. that's not the vision, right? That's not the vision. And we yeah. need to stay the course and, you know, let them work out the vision. Now, at the end of the day, right, Stephen has said more than a few times, if this doesn't work out, you know, we'll make a decision. But we want to be able to really evolve something that people will really enjoy and you'll be able to have the best of both worlds, right? And You know, I have also tried some of the action mode. It's not necessarily as, um, I mean, I, it's not my favorite thing as like being both caster classes. I haven't really deeply played the tank class in, uh, in the first alpha one. I mean, I, I I dabbled, but I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a tank man. I mean, I leave that to those that swing the light, you know, but, uh, but I heal. And I DPS. That's what I do. So, um, but still, still, I mean, I when I did try it, it, I did like the freedom of that um, that toggle, but it still needs some polish. And I think honestly, even the root motion could use some polish. And we've talked about that, right? I mean, it doesn't need to like totally like thrust you, you know, thrust you forward so far that it just you you know pass by your mob as you're swing in your weapon but uh, at the end of the day it's, it's it's early and i want to give the team some time but i you know have seen um a genuine um method for them to get feedback and i think you know you guys talked about that and i think that's that's the takeaway for me with the combat yeah it needs work 
but it also needs a mechanism for us to give feedback. And what better way to do that is give us the ability to try both types of combat, um, at least in their early iteration. Yeah. I mean, it's another thing too, it's like, I mean, even see comments in chat, like, yeah, we don't, I don't want a PVP only server. And yeah, a game revolves around PVP with the caravan system. I mean, uh, foundationally this game, like having a server that's PVE only or PVP only, like it won't work. The game's not built to be that kind of game. Like it, when you got castle sieges and node wars, right. And, and guild wars and, and, you know, caravan system. I mean, you're talking about essentially just, I mean, it, it wouldn't work. You can't, you can't have a PVE or a PVP only game. And if you can show me a way in which that'll really work with the way this game's designed, I'd love to see it. I just don't see it. You know, it's like going, <laughs> making RP. Server. You may as well take caravans and throw them out the window. Like I, yeah, I think a lot of things. sieges, castle sieges, all that stuff can be sign up as it's going to be anyway. Sure. Did you still have to register for it? So you sure that could work in a PV only environment. But the second you take uh, PVP out of the open world, you lose the corruption system. You lose the bounty hunter system. Yeah. You now have okay. no risk to transporting your goods. You don't need to use a caravan. You could just mule your stuff around as needed and you don't have to worry about getting attacked. Right. So even if you had caravans as a registered system, nobody needs to use caravans. So that's gone. Now you've taken away the, you know, the only time caravans would be relevant then is on NPC generated ones, such as carrying taxes to the castles yeah. from, from the nodes. That's the only car caravans that you would ever see running in the world, or you'd have a giant 300 person guild transporting a bunch of crazy items that they didn't feel like just putting on their characters for whatever reason and walking them the same speed. Yeah. You're, you're literally going, if you create a server like that, you 100% undermine the game's design pillars period. Meaningful conflict, the node system. I mean, you just do right. So it's like, you're wanting a different game when you, when you want those types of servers, you're, you're not wanting ashes. You know, I would right. probably wager. And it's just, it's just my, educated guess based on where you know i tend to find that sentiment lies you're probably talking more theme park oriented players you know that's just my two cents that's why i think yeah. you tend to see that um but we're gonna actually tie this into another point later so put a flag on that friends talking about the you know uh, the combat system as it's designed and things like that um so favorite classes so far now i and which ones feel the most polished. But before I, I say anything further, Daedalus, Paladin brother from another mother, right? What's the pathway to Paladin? Tank. And who? what does he not touch? And you wonder why you couldn't bubble hearth out that dungeon. Huh? You wonder why you couldn't get out that dungeon. I'm just saying, did I really leave you? Or did you just betray your own creed, your own oath? No, no. I, I saw the inception of an idea <laughs> in Ashes of Creation. It was the invention of the Ashes version of Bubble Hearth. It was demonstrated by a tank who screamed like a little girl popping his ultimate defense. Yeah, baby, it was beautiful. We should be into that. That's all right. Hey, I stayed to stay the course. I just saw I just saw a ghost. I saw some dust. No, no, no. I stayed the course to survival. I mean, look, you could have hit the mount up button quicker. I don't know what to say. I'm gonna find a way to showcase my um 
uh, I don't really have anything to say. I just realized there's video footage out right now that kind of undermines everything I'm saying. So we're just gonna move on. Anyway, back to the point of uh, classes and uh, <clears throat> archetypes that feel most polished. Guys and gals, what? Please continue. Someone talk, please. Sorry. Well, I, I've played all the classes in Siege um, on a boosted character. And I think I've leveled most of them up now to probably around level 9, 10, somewhere in there. I, I haven't actually leveled anything up to 15 myself yet. Um, my favorite class to play has probably been... I'm kind of torn, honestly, because they all, they all offer a different element. And they, I found them all fun to an extent. Yeah. But I love the mage. The mage. The mage was a blast. Just the the act of kiting rather than just getting in there and face tanking, smashing something while it smashes back, provided a little bit of extra gameplay uh, to to the leveling and just um, killing process. So I, I enjoyed playing the mage a bit, especially without the black hole trying to kite without any CC. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> the the wand was my best friend, but the instant cast fireballs, being able to jump, turn, cast a fireball, and keep going. Um, I, I quite enjoyed that as I aggroed everything else around me. As far as most polished go, I'm going to lean towards the cleric. Um, I, I, I say that because mechanically I felt like it, it, it was the one that didn't have as many hiccups. The tank had hiccups with things like onslaught and a couple of the other like Mermidian smash or something. I can't remember the name of it where, where it just felt yeah, a little doing, clunky yeah at times when you were using the abilities or you would kind of get locked in. So th this, this is mostly like bugs and just collision type issues that, that need to get refined out. But if we're talking polish, there it is. Um, the mage, obviously disabling the black hole mechanic and other things like that felt like you were taking a big part of it away. And it didn't have a frost ability up to level 10, which I thought was really weird. I thought you'd get like at least a basic frost bolt or something to help slow so that you could have that ability to kite yeah. enemies during the leveling process. So I was very surprised about that as well. So I give it to the cleric because the cleric felt like a very well-rounded class. It had the ability to self-sustain. It had the ability to sustain party members and allies or even strangers. I remember just running by seeing somebody battling something and just like hover over their health. Oh shit, you're almost dead. Right. Toss me heal and carry on my way you know, uh, and, and leave him to it. Uh, so I, I felt like as far as um, the cleric went, it felt like the most well-rounded, easiest to play, strongest solo leveling class out there. I didn't do much in the way of group healing with it, but yeah, it felt good that way. Yeah, I would say for me, um, I would agree that the cleric was the most polished class. And that ended up being like the first character that I leveled to 15. And I do not play healers like as a like, you know, as a rule, because I just a little stressful. But I had so much fun um, playing that cleric as I was leveling, you know, grouping up with people to do like bigger boss uh, quests. I mean, it was it was really just a ton of fun. Um, I would say, like, though, in terms of solo ability, um, I actually um, I actually found the mage equally as intuitive for me, at least. And maybe that's because I I generally like playing like mage type classes in games too. Um, and you know, I think that was really fun as well. 
and and part of it might have been the fact that I already went through a lot of the quests like with my cleric and I knew what to do and not to do but I felt like I leveled a lot more quickly um and, and I I had a lot more sheer power as a mage which is what I would expect and with the cleric but both were really super fun to play um in in my opinion though I would agree that cleric was the one that felt more polished and i think it was a good mix of action and tab skills too i liked the aoe heals i liked the progression system with the heals also doing damage um it, it just felt like a really really good mix and i could totally see myself playing a cleric at some point in in the live game um just because of that versatility so I got some thoughts on this. So I definitely, uh, you know, in terms of like polished, I'm going to say when I, when I think polished, I think works, uh, I almost say mechanically works the best, like as designed. Right. Cause I, I agree the tank and the mage both were having issues with abilities throughout some point in time. Uh, the cleric, I think overall the main complaint was like, I just felt like the damage output was too strong. Um, I didn't really have an issue with the healing being as strong as it was, or like the self healing being as strong as it was or any of that. I think that the healing felt really good overall. I, 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 in terms of fluidity, I felt that the, um, mage felt the most fluid, right. But it was, it would, I think that if the, the black hole issue and some of that wasn't really there, um, I think I probably would have said they were probably on par, uh, if that hadn't been the case aside from that though, I do know what you mean to have tilt. Now in alpha zero, we did have more variety in elemental uh, choices and options for skills. Um, speaking of alpha one or alpha zero, rather, I feel like the tank is the most reflective of the alpha one state for those three classes. And I think that the, um, the cleric, I actually missed the alpha zero building. I can't remember the name right offhand at the moment, but there was one, there were several, right? But there was one that like you could use it to damage or heal. So if you targeted an enemy, you could damage them. And if you targeted a friend, you could heal them. I actually really miss that feel being there for the cleric at currently. And the reason is it uh, for me, uh, maybe thematically, maybe it's an RP slash whatever uh, narrative element here for me. But um, I do think since clerics are do have dominion over life and death, not having that there or something similar kind of doesn't feel as cleric as it did before. Um, but that's just, again, just my two cents off of the current state, the skills presented, what we've got outlined. Um, overall, the, the class has felt pretty good. Um, I definitely think with the revisions and some of the adjustments made towards the end of the test now that they all feel relatively pretty good um, and pretty solid. Um, I am very curious about the Ranger, to be honest, because out the Ranger was an Alpha Z, uh, Alpha Zero. It you know, I, I'm curious, like, and, and I'm curious why we haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I'm very curious why we haven't seen it yet, uh, or another class. Um, it, it could be that they feel those that has the least to polish or, you know, things to work with. It could be that these three classes specifically are things that by testing combat, they're going to get the most data off of as it relates to the broader set of classes that they're working on. I don't know, you know, but those are just some of my thoughts on the combat elements. Um, speaking of like characters and progression and things like that, uh, 
Do you have any thoughts or feedback on the current way that like gear is crafted, you know, the getting of schematics, the crafting, you know, the, the items and the way that it's done. Do you have a lot of uh, feedback or, or have you even really done a whole lot with that? Have you had the chance to, I know it could be tricky to, for everybody to. Yeah. I mean, I think personally, I honestly didn't pay a lot of attention to it because I felt mm -hmm. it was pretty rudimentary and placeholder. I mean, I liked, um the idea of like having crafting there for us to test and the gatherables etc but i didn't yeah. really have a lot of investment in it um i mean i tried like all the you know making a few different things making potions and all of that and i just thought it was just kind of rudimentary just to get data i did notice as well that it was well i wouldn't say easy but it was easier than i expected it to be to get legendary gear um you know and it just really took like you know an investment of a decent amount of time and you'd be able to kind of get that mm -hmm. so i was a little surprised at that um part of the equation but generally i i didn't say pay too much mind to it because i felt it was pretty like vertical slice placeholder type thing mm. yeah I, I i felt the same way i i didn't push deep into the crafting system into high tiers of gear or anything um just wasn't playing enough to yeah. <laughs> to get the farm up the materials to get there that said i did i did play around with some lower level crafting stuff and you know if it, yeah it did feel very placeholder so it didn't feel like a, a huge um value use of my time yeah. uh, from a testing standpoint that said, I don't. I really don't like the way that they did the um, schematic system. That it takes up an inventory slot. That it gets cons. It, originally, it didn't get consumed. Now it does get consumed when you craft the item. I, I like a more of a recipe book. Like once you learn how to make something, you yeah. you have that. You don't have to every time you make a potion go back and buy another schematic for the potion. You know, I mean, if you're making armor and you have to buy a mold to <laughs> pour your metal into to forge the parts, and that mold gets destroyed in the process, okay, I could buy into that, I suppose. But as far as a recipe goes, just Give me a recipe book. Yeah. And again, I know this is a placeholder system, right. but that would be my feedback moving forward uh, for future iterations of the crafting system is give us a recipe book. Like what if I'm a crafter, uh, if I'm a carpenter and, and I have learned how to make a table, I don't want to have to go out every time I get make a table to go buy a schematic for it now or, or have to farm to find it from a drop. If it's a drop from a monster uh, to, yeah. to go and get it. I want to be able to just learn it. Once I've got the recipe, I've learned it. it the recipe gets consumed. And there we go. And one quick comment here, Sim, yeah. on the crafting too. It just, it didn't feel like a progression system. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the way I envision crafting. It's a way to have some, you know, progression other than leveling, right? You're investing time and skill points into a crafting skill i didn't see that i mean we had that with our basic skill trees um and i'd love to see more of that but i didn't necessarily see that so you know anybody can do anything and that's probably why it's like mm, yeah this doesn't feel like what the vision was and yeah. so i kind of ignored it 
for the time being and just wait to see what the next iteration is. And if it's still the same, um, then obviously, then that's what I'll probably have some more vocal feedback. But for right now, it just felt like I, I had mentioned and um, half tilted too. Is it's, it's pretty basic. Yeah. And and I would not invest time in crafting if I had to buy a schematic every time, especially at like you know from a time sink gold sink that it was. It would it would be significant, and I just don't think it would add value either to be able to yeah. either have it you know um, take up an inventory slot or just have it poof when you're done with it yeah to be fair i do remember uh i remember steven specifically outlining things like the uh the crafting slash you know just the all all around basic rudimentary artisan uh systems that they were having in place were very much a, a time filler kind of you know money money sink like time sinking kind of something for people to chase and follow and grind on um so yeah, it's just I, I did one note I was gonna make. I mean, I agree with you all on this, uh all across the board here. Um, but I did read over like some of the tooltips on some of the weapons that you could craft, and it was kind of cool seeing like the flavor text and like the the little lore hints that you saw in there. And so it's kind of good to see that already there. And I'm I'm kind of really curious to see like what that's gonna look like later. But yeah, um, I agree with you, you know, in terms of like, you know, the artisan classes in the future. We know that this is representative of that. Um but it is good to kind of just, you know, share those thoughts and feedback. And I'm sure that they, that would be useful to the team um, from anybody that, you know, kind of watches that or has feedback on that in general. Um, with the I, way I have one. Yeah, go on. Go on. I have one co question slash comment to make on that. I'm yeah. curious what you guys think of this, because I saw a lot of these comments in game and in the community. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think that you should get adventuring experience from gathering and crafting? Yeah, I do. I do think you should. And and the reason is it and the reason my that I have that answer is because if the node collects all player activity and some of the activity isn't just killing things or completing quests, and it's also uh harvesting a node that we know is not gonna remain in the same location when it respawns somewhere again. If we know that this uniqueness is going to be in place, I think it's important that it collects data like gathering something. Uh, crafting, um, I think I would be in, in regard to experience gain, uh, I would be okay with that. Uh, there being like uh, artisan experience, for example, that goes specifically to that. And maybe that isn't collected by the node. Maybe it's more of the activity interaction directly with the world, as opposed to maybe crafting, not being directly interacting with the world. Although you could still go and say, yeah, but you take those resources and they're being utilized. Could that contribute? Sure. I could go either way on the contribution of experience going to a node based on crafting specifically, but I do think the harvesting and actually pulling of something from the world, I, I do think should contribute to like the node and a player experience. I Okay, yeah, player experience, yeah. not node. I know it all yeah, could, yeah. should should and does contribute to node right. experience, but player, player experience, experience like, yeah. do I go to level from nine yeah. to 10? Can I do that for like crafting and gathering? I, I And I also would be good with it, uh, with the player experience component from harvesting specifically, um, diminishing, uh, the higher level you get, for example, diminishing the experience gained from something that's like a level one herb versus like a level, I don't know, 50 herb or whatever. Maybe the 50 gives you, you know, more comparable experience to, um, I'm not going to say like maybe killing a mob of a certain level. I mean, obviously you'd have to kind of like balance that out to make it seem equitable. Um, but yeah, you know, player experience from gathering, sure. 
from crafting, probably no. Um, but I'm kind of torn on the 50-50 on that experience going to artisanship and also node versus not. I've thought about that stuff, and that's kind of where I sit on it, though. Um, we, we yeah, I, I would say I would like to see, like, a portion of it go to adventuring experience and a portion of it go to, like, crafting experience. Because at some point, we have to have a way to gain, like, skill points for crafting. Yeah. Um, and I think it mm. doesn't make sense to get it any other way than by doing crafting. Yeah. And that includes gathering, processing, and so on. Agreed. So I would like to see it. I wouldn't want it to be a big component. I'd like to see some experience. And I'd like the diminishing returns idea very much so, because then that will stop people from just going out and, like, urbing their way to max level, which is entirely right. possible in some games, but not in, I just don't think it would add value in this one. So I would be a fan of it being kind of partial adventuring experience. Like and obviously yeah. everything we, yeah, everything we do should definitely give experience to a node um, leveling in any way, crafting included. Uh, but I do feel like there has to be like a balance, like, you know, 75, 25 mm. or 60, 40 mm. or something that gives us some experience towards our craft and some experience towards our character and yeah. progression in that vertical sense. Yeah. Cause even with like crafting an item, right? Like and why I'm torn is like, when you think about crafting an item, it's like, well, technically that's going to go to create gear for someone probably who's a citizen of a node or it's going to get transported. So like, that's still like node activity, right? That contributes to a node financially, you know, you know, you're going to have to have things that are weighted enough overall that where enough player uh, behavior is going to upkeep the node so it doesn't decay when people get to max level and now, now their behavior isn't just leveling and killing stuff and completing quests. You're going to get to a point where narrative quests come to an end for the most part, you know, or whatever. And now you're relying on what sustains a node from decay and then balancing that out with like, well, how many people is it going to take? And like, how many citizens does a node have? And like, you know, what are the contributing factors of uh, experience to the node so that there's no node decay? And I don't have the right answers, but I, you know, I, I definitely agree that you, you know, enough things need to be taken into consideration. If what the goal really is, is this really a sense of like this living world that, that thrives on player activity and behavior, um, that player agency element. The way quests work. I know we're kind of hitting a bunch of things here. We're definitely, um, we're getting there. <clears throat> and and we, we did already give some feedback on, um, you know, like crafting of gear and items. Um, the acquisition of homes uh, and citizenship overall. I mean, how'd y'all feel about that where it's currently at? Kind of brief one here. I don't have to talk too much on it, but. I mean, again, I just, it was like, it was something to do, something to grind. Um, I mean, I would expect there would be something similar in the Glide game where it would be like, you know, certain types of houses you would, you know, need to invest, you know, a decent chunk of change. Like I've seen it in other games, like Arcade kind of reminds me of that too. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was okay, right? Again, like it's one of those things and I'm like, okay, feels placeholder, um you know and basic so i'm expecting that you know that'll get refined over time but overall you know no like feedback one way or the other that was like you know oh wow this is great or oh wow this is terrible i think it was just what it was 
Yeah, good good point in chat there from Alfina too on like hated doing gathering, crafting, and leveling uh, the adventuring because then that way you feel like you kind of like out level your quest. Like when you go about it doing it that way, you know, and then you're like, oh no, like bypass. So I think supplemental XP, yeah, for sure. What, what about you though, Half Tilt, on the on that point? Um, for for the housing, it's, yeah, yeah. I I every time I went to buy a house when I finally had enough money, not it, it wouldn't work. I don't know if it was bugged out. If I wasn't, if I wasn't talking to or reading the sign from the right angle, mm -hmm. I tried it on my mount. I tried it off my mount. I tried several houses. I tried several nodes. Maybe they just had it t disabled every time I tried and I happened to have enough money finally yeah. to go try to buy a house, but I was never able to buy one. Uh, I, I, people in my guild had bought houses. I went and hung out in their houses. It was cool. You know, we had drinks, we knocked back a few and hey. told tall tales and, it was good times and then siege started and everybody died. So <laughs> Rip. I think it was mostly just the placeholder system right now. Like everything else, it yeah. felt very basic. Like here's a house, here's a signpost, pay money to signpost buy, get keys for house. Obviously apartments didn't work. You'd pay money, talk to NPC, pay money, give you key key opens nothing. Uh, so <laughs> apartments, they, they were there. I'm air coding for those yeah, the keys, um, <laughs> but, but that, that was about it. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. The, the, the varied homeless problem was almost as bad as here in my my town where I live right now. Uh, yeah, there was a, it was actually a cool thing. Like uh, I know right now it's the case too, but over on the Lynette server, uh, they did this thing like on Thursday where Stephen was like, let's get everybody together over here. Let's do some castle sieges. They're kind of doing it right now too. But I went and I jumped over there and, you know, of course, he boosted characters, gave gold and stuff. And then we got done doing all that. and It was fun and great and everything came back. And uh, one of my guildies was like, hey, Sim, you know, you can go to, you know, to this node and there's a Dunir village there. And I'm like, what? And I went over there and I was like, oh, I just bought myself a little dwarf house, yo. And I like took some footage and stuff. It was actually cool seeing like the architecture style, like at a, you know, like lower level, because we've really kind of seen more references around, like, I think the larger sort of uh scale stuff so it was actually really cool to see that <clears throat> and um you know a lot of people i think were giving feedback about the nameplates and stuff and and about the way you get quests i actually was pretty good with the way the quests went in regard to the way that like you have options to like respond and, and we know this isn't going to be a voice acted game it's not part of the plan the time timeline or anything like that i know it feels bad it would be cool if only they had voice actors. I understand there's community members who would probably contribute for free. You know, I don't know. I might know a guy um, or two, but it long-term goal, that would be cool, right? But right now we're going to have text. And as a result, I think the way that they've done it so far was a really good, um, it was a really good outline of what to expect, I think. I like the fact that you really need to, <clears throat> excuse me, interact with people. And you're not just getting a quest marker over their head. It's not like, oh, this person has a quest for you. It's like, no, no, no. Pay attention to the subtle differences. Like they might have a scrolling like kind of like aura to like the top of their their nameplate or whatever. And you're kind of like, oh, wait a minute. What's going on here? But you got to pay attention. Then you talk to them and you have the options. And it's like, well, if you skip the options or you don't actually ask about different things or go back and go, hey, wait a minute. Let me let me go back to that thing you were talking about a second ago and, and fill me in on that again. Like there's actually like meaningfulness in the, and you may not like this type of questing. I get it, but there is meaningfulness in revisiting something they mentioned that you didn't ask them about before because you could talk to them about one thing 
and then go through the process of that conversation component, get a quest. And if you don't go back and go, hey, hold on a second, you were telling me about this as well. Could you feel me in on what that means? Usually you have those quest options in games and they're just like Elder Scrolls is a good example, right? It's another way to engage in more of the narrative to give you more of a story. But in Ashes, you actually get it. You could potentially get another quest too or three, right? And it's like, well, yeah, so about that, there's a guy here and maybe if you go talk to this person, they could tell you more about this because I understand they understand things about ABC, whatever. Whereas if you didn't actually inquire on that, you wouldn't get that reference point, completely miss out on the opportunity for, for a quest, right? That quest could be very meaningful, could give you a really important piece of gear, could give you an important item, could be important to your character's progression. I mean, with the way they we know they're planning to play out the questing, I saw that represented here. And I know a lot of people probably skipped through the quest and didn't pay a lot of attention. I just felt like that was a very important reference point to make because yeah, it was a technical alpha, but I see what they're doing there. And it's actually a really good approach to the way that we know quests are supposed to work in Ashes. So that was a nice takeaway too. And I don't know if y'all had feedback about that, but I wanted to rant on that a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, Early on, Stephen said he's going to bring the massive back into massive multiplayer online RPG. Well, he's also bringing the RPG back. And that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. It felt like those quests you would like do in a in a single player RPG that gives you narrative and gives you context mm -hmm. in terms of what you're doing. Yeah. And I did really like the fact, I mean, I would have to admit, like, I mean, I was definitely like clicking through because I'm like, okay, I'll you know, get what I need to do to level up, but I fully expect in the live game that I'm going to be reading every single word of that and really wanting to see what happens because I've made some um, different choices and in the game and I'm like, hmm, I I'm thought I was supposed to get a quest from this guy. Let me go back and yeah. maybe I missed something. And then I would go and see, oh, this is what he meant. Oh, okay. That just helped me like pause and enjoy the experience as a player versus just barreling through to getting to an end game, which I think was really nice. You know, it definitely, it's worth slowing down sometimes. Yeah. And there were like, I agree. there were some quests too in the early starting area. Did you all notice this? Did you play enough characters to notice that like, sometimes you get a quest for a specific area and sometimes you wouldn't, and you would do the same thing. But I feel like sometimes the order, I, I could be wrong, right? It could just be me doing living too many hours in alpha one and not knowing what i'm talking about but is it just me or is it can anybody else kind of tell me did you feel like you could play multiple characters and it wasn't class specific but sometimes it seemed like if you didn't go through a process of like actually having certain conversations certain things that didn't open up and it wasn't a bug i yeah. felt there, there was the one dude to the left of the starting yes area. it's like are you a mage damn it jim i'm not a mage i'm a doctor it was like <laughs> I, I don't think I ever talked to that guy to get the quest as a mage, but I talked to him when I was playing both of the other characters. So I don't know what the mage different was, but that made me think. Yes, I saw that, and I saw it with a cleric um, one as well, or a tank somewhere. It's yeah. the same deal. Yeah. See what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I saw, like, there was one quest that I, I ended up, like, maxing my cleric before i ever did this quest but i just went back to kind of just start talking to different npcs i hadn't talked to before and i found a quest and then i'm like oh hey this quest gave you know 
pretty decent amount of experience. Let me, I'm working on my maids. Let me go talk to the guy. Because the one I talked to me is like, not a cleric. So I was like, that was pretty neat. Again, once, yeah. like, just bringing back some discovery and mm -hmm. stuff into the game, I think was really good. Definitely. Yeah, like it, it, you know, because like the quests actually are meaningful. Like you need to actually pay attention to what's going on there because that could be important later. Um, mm -hmm. And even though the what I we're gonna call quote, I use air quotes here, the main story quest for Alpha One, that with like you know with how it all goes, it, it it's pretty cool to the end there because you kind of had that crazy dude and he's like running around and you're like the you know Borkai the alchemist guy and you get to the end and he's like a little cray cray and you're like he's running away from you and stuff and I'm like there. It, this brings me all right i'm just gonna bypass that so i see that they got stuff and things that they've been working on all these subtle things are there right all of these important little layers that people i think otherwise are overlooking because they're testing they're playing they're leveling they're going and killing bosses and i think not everybody not saying like oh look how, look how special i am i noticed no i'm just it's easy to overlook things, right? When you're kind of maybe focused on another goal or you're trying to get to your buddy or you're, you know, trying to level or you're trying to do this or that. And in testing, we know things are getting wiped anyway. So it's easy to overlook things, but I noticed these things. I noticed them maybe because I spent a lot of hours. Maybe it's just because it caught my attention, whatever. Sometimes people know, you know, made note of things to me and I was like, really? And I go and I check it out and it's like, whoa. But there's all these little layers there. And so I feel like I see what's going on here. I see how it can work. Also, I got a bit of a theory. I, I, I in my gut, feel something. But I don't I, know. I, I got to go on. Go on. Yeah, you're sorry. Right. Finish your thought. OK, uh, I, I don't know, man. I got to I got to I got some ideas here, but I guess I'm just going to jump the gun here. I, I think the, I think there's a lot more of this game done on another client that no one's ever seen. I, I feel in, it in my gut now more than I ever did before in playing alpha one because of the layers and because of how quickly they could just throw things in there. And because I went back and noticed on a lot of old videos with creatures and things they showcase, I've never seen that terrain. I've never seen it. And I don't see them throwing it away either. All the way back to Alpha Zero. I could, I'm going to show people, I've showed some people on my stream. I'm looking at significant footage that goes back. It's nowhere in APOC and it's nowhere on Alpha Island, Alpha Zero or Alpha One, by the way. And it's significant terrain. And I've seen more than one reference point from Alpha Zero and Alpha One and in that time of APOC and recently where they've showcased a lot of different things. And I'm like, nobody has been there yet. And I know it for a fact because I've played it all and I've never seen that. None of us have been there. And it's enough different snapshots that I'm going, I feel like this is on that actual world that they've been working on this whole time that nobody is actually seen i feel it now no more really. than ever yep. truly i do I, I i there's no way that there's no way that they don't have the full world being worked on exactly i mean where else are they going to be implementing all of the world assets that that, that um bacon and them are making where else are they uh, bacon no yeah it was bacon mm -hmm. um 
and, and just adding in all of those extra little things like yes. where else are they going to be putting that in They're They're going to be working on the real deal. The testing environment's the testing environment. Like you say, yeah, they probably pull things from the other one to bring them over and transfer them back and forth. It's like, you know, the USB sticks are flying over the office walls now that they're back in the office. All the chat. But I wanted to tie something in. Go on, I wanted yeah. to tie something in because you talked about those subtle intricacies in the game and you talked about voice acting. And I just got to say, there needs to be one element of voice acting in this game. And it needs to be a subtle intricacy. When you're the terror bird and you press the space bar, it has to have Steven's narrative of what makes the terror bird a terror bird play for everybody within earshot. Turns off all of the other aspects of sound in the game and you just hear this narrative. Uh, it's so ridiculous, but I love it. Oh, man. There's some good points here, right? I did see them add a bunch of random NPCs out of nowhere and new quest lines and even a dungeon that we couldn't get access to for the Hungering Maw. 100% true. The, the, we went at Daedalus. Remember, we went into that one dungeon. We were like, yo, we were in here and it was a flat patch of dirt. And you're like, boop, all of a sudden. Dude, you remember the video on YouTube for the water dungeon? We've never been there. That was significant. Go look it up. Go to their YouTube, people. That's a perfect example. They showed us all the way back in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. It was 2017, the year of the yep. Kickstarter. Go back and look at the water dungeon. They walked through. There were like carvings on walls, this massive uh, spiral that goes right up the middle. The 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 um octopus stuff that we see in the alpha alpha zero slash alpha one test environment. You see yeah. tons more in there, and there's like even a shot of it, dude. Go look at some of the, the gems, dude. Like every now and again, I go and I just randomly compare because I'm like the lore nerd and I, you know, want to kind of, I like the world building element. I'm a, I'm a lore story guy. That's my thing, right? I'm a guy that has his own damn books to write one day eventually, right? So I look at all these little things because for me, it fascinates me. It's like what little hidden gems are there in the world that tie into some narrative component. So sometimes I go back and I look and I'm like, because comparing Alpha Zero Island to Alpha One Island is significantly different, massive. It it showcases extensive improvements on a lot of different areas of the game. Okay, so sometimes mm -hmm. I go back and I reference things. I went I went back after our conversations here in this community last week when I nerded out about all this stuff that we haven't seen. That's clearly they've got somewhere else. Because you're not going to create all that and go, yeah, we'll just throw that away now. No, man, that's in the world somewhere. You go back and look at the water temple dungeon or whatever that was, right? That that wasn't small. That's somewhere, man. We have never seen any of that stuff. But you see elements of these things. Subtle elements to bigger footage pieces we've seen showcased somewhere else. We see those little elements of it, small, small ones, thrown into this little fishbowl. Right? You see APOC stuff thrown into this little fishbowl. So, look, I can't prove it. I don't have evidence to support the theory, it's an educated guess and my gut and I, in my gut, I'm going I, because of the road up until now, I so confidently believe there's the entire world of Varus sitting there right now being chipped away at, and it's been going on for years and no one's seen it, but they've given us small, little subtle snapshots, little breadcrumbs all the way along this road we've been on. And I'm just now really recognizing because how many conversations we have about like, 
where are they actually at on developing the world? And I, and my, my thoughts now are like, oh shit, they're way farther ahead than I bet people think. Oh, for sure. Bacon's yeah. been at work for I, how I, long? Like, I, I think they probably have like the vast majority of the world roughed in yeah. and are, you know, working on texturizing things, working on populations and collisions and just the 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 smaller more finite details uh probably at this point but i think the general size of the landscape is probably already developed and designed for the most part Mm -hmm. i agree the boss mechanics were pretty cool i love a lot of the effects the ancients have uh they're they're gnarly man they're tons of fun to fight uh overall the mechanics for the bosses yeah i think they need to be polished and stuff like that but they I like what they're going for, right? I mean, it's punishing if you make a mistake. If you do not pay attention to a specific mechanic and you get it wrong, you pay a serious price. You do. You do. I've gotten like one tapped in there, like that that poison stuff for the forest dragon. Like, yeah, okay. Don't be there when that lands. Or it's, that's it. D-E-D dead. Like that as a tank. No bubble hearth. Do not pass go. Do not res, like, go back to the crystal resurrect hope someone didn't pick up your stuff okay period anyway we got some we got some things to talk about i want to want to come back around i I just ranted about my theory uh, speculation and all that stuff let's let's take a look at the dev discussion real quick before we kind of burn too much of our time because some people here probably want to go jump in for that last siege of alpha that's going on shortly here in like half an hour. So let's get to it. Shall we knock this out? Okay. Dev discussion, everybody. And this one is on essentially talking about what? The new player experience. To all of you paying attention, go check it out on the Ashes forums. Dev discussion number 33 over new player experience. And this is the question posed by the Intrepid team. What are some of the key elements you think should be introduced to a new player? And how much, quote-unquote, hand-holding do you generally like to see in a game? Gentlemen, audience, friends, Pathfinders. Hmm. Um, I would say I would like, and hand-holding is probably a stronger term than I would say would what I would like to see in a game. I would just like to kind of get right into it. And I would like to have quests, not like, Things that are, oh, hey, use this ability three times. Not that kind of quest. I just would like, you know, to have, again, similar to the style that the team's already done with kind of narrative and working that in. You're kind of discovering your abilities as you go and have using them in such a way where it kind of moves a quest forward, not in a obvious way. Like one of the things that I really liked very early on in WoW was the epic quest that they did for um, mm. Paladins where your abilities had to be used in a certain order to be able to progress the quest. I would really like something like that as part of a new player experience. As you're discovering your abilities, you're gaining power, that's how it kind of eases you into the game. Not like a tutorial mode where you have like, you know, pop-up windows left and right that are distracting. I want to be able to be immersed and learn about how my character can play and what my abilities are and how we interact with people to get quests and so on, but not not be beaten over the head with it. 
that makes sense. Yeah. What about you? I, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I kind of don't on that. I, I do think that like, I, I, I do kind of like the pop-up um, tutorials at meaningful times Yeah, to introduce larger systems that the thing about Ash is it from, from the outside looking in, it's going to be very overwhelming for the, all of the different systems in the game and how everything kind of ties together, all of the different things that you can do, the various pathways you can take from your, just not, not just your class abilities, but the augmentation system, mayors and elections and nodes and caravans, and sieges and castles, corruption and all of it. Like to get a, a learn of how all of these things work, the fact that an auction house isn't a globular thing that everybody can go and that there's a, a, a meaningful decision to be made of, do I put my items for sale at node A or do I put it in my node B? So explaining some of these core systems in the game as you approach uh, interaction with these systems for the first time, I think is very important. That needs to be laid out, not just an information dump at the start of the game, but uh, a prompt that comes up, hey, you want to learn more about how this system works? Click here. And, and so it's not just a bombardment of information that you have to click through all these things. I think if that's what you were referring to, Daedalus, I very much agree. I don't like that style where you are forced to interact with that, especially from a, even if you can disable it, it's still annoying. Mm -hmm. But to ha just have a little blurbing, mm -hmm. you're saying, hey, you've interacted with a new system or you're about to click here to learn more about it. And then it's player agency to decide if they want to do that or, or figure it out on their own. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think also for new player experience, it is very, very important. And I feel like Ashes is, I, I'm going to base this off my story from earlier with my very first time jumping into the alpha one, that, that new player experience needs to not feel punishing. The most important thing with a new player experience yeah. is acquiring new players. You've spent X amount of dollars on marketing or maybe not in Intrepid's case because instead they'd have creators oh, and hype to do that for them. But you, you, you put this time and effort and energy into systems as a business to raise awareness for the game to acquire new players. Those new players click on the game client, they download it, they paid their $15. $15 is, I don't know about you, but I've had a gym membership before that I paid more than that for, and I don't go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, so there's not a lot of commitment behind $15 um, is what I'm saying. So if you have, if your game is punishing at the start, if you have players that can come up to you, PK you right out of the starting gate, and now all of a sudden you've got experience debt, that that's a turn off. If you want to talk about turns on, turn ons and turn offs when it comes to a game, for me, that is a turn off. I'm going to turn off the game and I'm going to go play something else. You've just lost me as a new player because you didn't, you, you failed to capture a good new player experience. I'm not saying you, I want to be handheld. I want I don't want a bubble of protection around me. I don't need Hollywood plot armor to get through the first 10 levels of story quest. But I, I also don't want to be negatively impacted. Can I be PK'd? Okay, yeah, sure. That's part of the game. Do I get experienced at? Do I drop my gear? Do I lose a bunch of my stuff in those first few levels? Maybe not. Maybe there is a little bit of leeway for the start at that. So you have time to get acclimatized. Maybe that's... Maybe the corruption system will have something uh, implemented. This will probably come with testing in Alpha 2 and, and into Betas, where if you're level 50 and you kill a level 10 that the level 10 suffers way less uh death penalty 
because, well, they literally had no chance, and it's not like they went running la di da da through the forest of level 50 trolls and decided to get bonked on the head. That That's a big one for me. That's a very, very big one for me. And, and just introducing systems and core mechanics at a reasonable rate and, and not having me turned off at the start of the game is going to be huge. I think the big turn-ons and one of the things that is going to be amazing for the new player experience is the meaningful leveling system. Walking into the, coming out of the starting area and seeing a, a lively bustling node six months, a year down the road from the game's launch, when, you, when your first town you go into, and this is something Steven has said many times, it is a bustling city full of players of all levels, all shapes and sizes, all classes, all races, that feels engaging. That's massively multiplayer. Now I'm like, okay, this game has a thriving community. This game is healthy and, and is, I can go in here and interact with people of all experience, all levels. I think that's going to be really, really strong for me. Yeah, I totally agree. Sim, are you muted? Oh my gosh, I was muted. Thanks. Um, I think for me, it's like just a subtle thing of like uh, having a little bit of a uh, a log, a little question mark they have down there that you can click on. It's like here are, you know, systems of the game. Here's how this happens. How this works. Like for someone who's new, but it's not just popping up in your face every single time you get to a new point. Because for me, like there are people that have played MMORPGs for a long time. We don't we don't need you to hand hold our hand, right? You know. In general, people in an MMORPG tend to try to figure things out along the way. You know, that's part of the beauty of it, in my opinion. But at the same time, like providing enough assistance to where there are, you know, guides there, guidelines for you to follow to orient you to the systems and the features and whatever else in the world's going on, but not just like this popping up in your face every time something's going on. Those tend to be the things that I don't like seeing. Um, anyway as we're rounding down time here and there's a siege going to be starting soon. Here's the final question of the day, my friends, we're going to get ready to go jump on over there. Some of us are and get in for the last hours of, of testing before the servers go down for this alpha test period. So final thoughts for the ashes fam or intrepid studios moving forward, maybe even some of the planning we're doing for the time ahead or we'd like to see thoughts, final thoughts. Um, I would say, like, for me, I think one of the things that was really cool is that the team is already kind of thinking about that question, and they posted something on Twitter to say, hey, what would you like to see as we continue along this journey? Yeah. So for me, I would love to see all the base classes in Alpha 2. I would love to see, even if it's a rudimentary, the augmentation system, yeah. more races, you know, just definitely kind of bringing us into more of the vision yeah. not spoilers but more of the vision i would love to see so that would be what i would like to focus on as a you know as a fan um and i would like the team to focus on as um uh, you know as they develop all right half tilt uh keep the lines open 
uh, keep up the week, the monthly dev streams, keep up the regular content posts on Twitter and, uh, and Discord. I think those are going to be really, really important from the studio's aspect. I also think that guy, take it, <laughs> take a vacation, roll, roll through. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's like a four week cycle, 25% uh, of people get to go on vacation at a time make it happen give 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 everyone a break and, and that that mental wellness that personal health balance is uh really really important absolutely um, for for the long-term betterment and development of the game i think that's really good i want to see a timeline what's next are we looking at more alpha one are we now taking a break to go into alpha two in the future i don't need maybe a timeline isn't isn't the right word but maybe more of a roadmap yeah. um where it's like okay this is the plan we're gonna do alpha 2 next after that then we'll take another break and we'll reassess yeah sure uh there might here, here's a we have some spot tests planned here's some of the content that we hope to release or systems that we hope to release in these phases that would be really cool uh timelines that might be a little bit harder yeah. until they're and, and none of us none of us want to be in a position where it's like hey we're now banking on this date. Oh, now it's been yeah. pushed back a month, a week before it. Yeah. And we have another issue where we had with the past alpha ones and the NDAs where a whole bunch of people had booked time off work and things like that. And then, you know, delays happen in game development. That's fair. And it will again, um, but mitigate that as much as possible. So as far as the Ashes fam goes, guys, stay the course. Absolutely. Make sure you're make sure you're tuning in here every week. Right. Make sure you're on 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 Sims Discord, posting your questions that you might have for us, <laughs> that you might want to discuss with us. All right. Yeah. Keep, keep the community thriving. Yeah. Visit all the other awesome streamers here in the in the in the chat. Ten yeah. man. Go watch Daedalus is that YouTube channel. Yeah. All right. Make it happen. Don't watch mine. I don't post there anymore. Oh no. Well, you can. You can go back and watch old stuff. You still got content so cool, to but... check out. Damn it. You can check it out too. We're gonna link it anyway. <laughs> and that's that, that that's it that's my future focus that's my future focus there right there future focus well i hit a hell of a milestone i've got some iterations to make on asheshq.com so it's gonna be updating got some things to revise some features to add um got a lot of game guides to get up on on youtube as well so that we got those set up um got a lot of stuff and things to cover and on that note it's about time to round this one down because servers are going to be coming down a little bit too. And some of us are going to go jump over there and get in on that last big hoorah with the rest of the Ashes fam and the community. And look, while this might be the end of today's show, I want to, in closing, just remind everyone here, whether you listen to this podcast, watch it on YouTube, catch it here live on Twitch, 5 p.m. CDT on Sundays, you too are an Ashes Pathfinder. We love all of your contributions, all the support. Uh, much love to you, Intrepid Studios, and... Until next time, friends, live your best lives, walk in the light, have a great night, and we'll see you again real soon. See you soon, everyone. Take, care, Take it folks. easy, everyone.